Marcus. Marcus? Where have you heard that name before? You think and think and think, but you can't seem to recall. Something is stopping you. You. Who are you? What are you? Where are you? The last question is more obvious than the first two. You seem to be in the remains of a building. It's dark, cold, and wet. The building has seen better days, but it seems the walls are mostly intact. As for the ceiling, well, let's just say the coldness and wetness problem isn't going away. So that's one question I sort of answered. As for the other two, it's as if something is preventing you from remembering. A mental barricade. infuriating your inability to remember a voice speaks I want you to roll a perception check okay what do I do for that so that is 2d10 um your your rather your percentile die and your d10 instead of a hundred using your perception modifier I couldn't find it. That's a great sounding roll. What'd you get? <laughs> a lot of dice. Yeah, we did the joke. You did the joke. I'm proud of you. You did the joke. Okay, I found the 10 of D. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll it. That is a 2. Okay. And roll your percentile as well. That is a 5. Which, so your percentile was the five? Mm-hmm. So that would be a 52. Okay. So when when you roll 2d10, I'm asking, it's it's out of 100. One, one, of the die is, one of the dice is the tens place and one is the ones. Usually gotcha. a percentile will have the tens labeled instead of like one through nine. Or zero through nine, it'll be 10, 20, 30, all the way up to... 90 and then it'll have two zeros for 100 right so with a 52 you realize that a voice is speaking but it is not speaking in english it's speaking in you can tell it's not any sort of like latin-based language or germanic language it definitely sounds east asian to you okay you can't quite make out which language it would be from the tone of their voice, you can sa- you can tell that they're talking to somebody else, uh, giving instructions of some sort, uh, and you hear some sort of affirmation from the other person, hmm. and then you feel four hands grabbing you. Oh shit! Uh, and I actually want you to roll an intelligence save. Okay. How do I do that? <laughs> Same way as before. Okay. Three. Zero. 
Okay. Are you are you are you rolling you're rolling a D ten, right? Yeah. It's the little like top shaped one? It's the one you said that has you know, ten, twenty, thirty, forty. Okay. I want you to read out the thirty and forty and all that. And just combine them. <laughs> so you got a a thirty and zero. Okay, so that's thirty. God, you're doing really shit. Uh <laughs> You remember that you have a translation chip, but you can't quite remember how you're supposed to turn it on. So you kind of go, like, searching in your head to figure out how to turn it on as you're being picked up. And you hear one of the voices ask a question and another voice give an answer. I want you to go ahead and roll another intelligence check as you try again to turn on that translation chip. 80. Okay. 10. What? (laughs) I'm supposed to roll it twice, right? Oh, so, okay, the one of them is the 10s and the other one is, okay, so that, that so okay. It would be 18 or? Uh, I would say 81. Okay. For future reference, when you're rolling out of 100, you roll a percentile and a d10 at the same time. Oh. But that does work. Sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> that does work as long as you specify that the 10s place is first and then the 1s place is second. That's fine. Okay, okay, I get it now. I get it now. With an 81, you are able to finally turn on the translation chip, and you realize that they've been speaking Mandarin Chinese. Okay. One of the voices says, it's going to be a long walk. And another voice says, hey, I think it's waking up. Do you think it can understand us? And both of them look at you. So do I have a way to communicate right now? Yes. And that would be that would be my screen, right? Uh, you can use your screen or you can speak. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I'd like to ask them what what's going on. Would you like to act that out, or do you remember your voice? I don't remember my voice. <laughs> it was like, "What's going on?" Like, kind of like that. What's What's going on? Where Where am I? What Who am I? Who are you? Where are you taking me? S- slow down. That's a lot of questions. Says the first voice. Uh, they're dressed in like heavy coats, right? Because it's very very cold. They're dressed in heavy coats with symbols on them, like on their chests and on their arms. And the one, one of them has like more stripes on it than the other. So you kind of assume that's like the leader or whatever. And that one says to you, one question at a time. Okay. Where are we going? We're taking you to Dead Horse. Who are you people? Oh, I don't suppose that really matters to a robot like you. Just, just sit tight. What? Okay. (laughs) I mean, you can keep trying, but they're both going to grab you and start carrying you out of the building. Yeah, all right. I'm done asking questions. Clearly, they don't want to answer. I mean, you can keep trying. It's, you know, you might if you start being a little more forceful, you might be able to get more information out of them. I guess so so I don't I don't really know anything about myself right now, right? Um well, you just heard them just say that you're a robot and just like looking at it, yeah, you can you figure you figured out that you are a robot. But you don't know, like, you know things that a robot would know at manufacturing. Okay. You don't know anything from your past. So, like, I know what I was built for? Um, I think you would know that you were built for, like, medical things, right? To be, like, a medical servant, basically. I I think you would know that, just, like, because that's kind of the information all of your line of robots would know. Okay. So that's not. Yeah, I think you would know that. Is this taking place before or after the one scene that we did before? Um. Or do I not know? 
You don't know, because you, you don't remember the scene from before. Okay. But off the books, I'll say after, because I feel like that should be fairly obvious. Um, Just from, like, you know, the building's destroyed, everything's cold, there are people, like, just here taking you away, and you don't remember anything. I feel like that, you know, I, I think you wouldn't know, but just, I think the audience, you know, it's fairly obvious the audience would know. Okay. Anything else? So, what's in Dead Horse? Why are we going there? Look, they have tools. You have you. We're just combing the area for information. That's all. Well, I'd be happy to give you any information, but I don't seem to have any. Hmm. We'll see about that. Uh, as they are dragging you out of the building, uh, I want you to roll another perception check. Okay. So I'm going to roll the tens place first. Okay. Six. Okay. And seven. Sixty-seven. 67. With a sixty-seven, you realize that out in the distance, kind of hiding, like, right behind a hill, like, in the road, you see two people. Two other people. They don't look like they're a part of this group. They're wearing, like, blue, um, like, bright blue... Uh, coats, heavy coats. They have, like, the fur lining. You know how they would, like, at the hood? Hmm. Okay. Uh, and they're just looking in your direction, like, talking frantically to one another. Uh, and it doesn't seem that these people who are dragging you off have noticed them. Alright. Uh, trying to decide whether it'd be a good idea to tell them or something. It's your call. I mean, you can... It doesn't... They don't seem to be armed. If that helps. They don't they don't seem to have any sort of like major firearms on their persons. They just seem to be okay. like you know, they have like a backpack each. Uh those people over there. Maybe we could ask them for help. <laughs> oh, that's tactful. Okay. <laughs> uh the leader looks over at them and says, Well, well and he it's fairly obvious now that they've seen each other, right? So the the leader of this group starts like telling his men to prepare for a firefight, and the two people on the hill, there's a man and a woman, uh, they sort of duck under the hill and start taking off. Hmm. Uh, one of the subordinates said, there's, there's three people, by the way, I didn't say this. There's three people, there's a leader and two subordinates. One of the subordinates looks to the leader and says, do you think those two were from that vault? And the leader says, I would guess so, by the blues, by the blue coats. Uh, let's leave them be. And they carry you off down the road. Was there anything else you wanted to do before we end the scene? Just gonna, just gonna display many question marks on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? Yeah, yeah, like the, like the, yeah, it's symbolism. I like it. There's some symbolism there. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun.
aunt and Papa Scuff, you have just heard the intercom go off. You've just heard the announcement that at 9 o'clock uh, in the morning, the vault will be evacuated. Um, how do you react to that? Um, Papa Scuff is like, because he, he's still in the air vents from last time. Because, you know, it's his hiding yeah. spot. In fact, uh, you've been asleep in the air vents for a couple hours. So he hears that, kind of spooks him, like, it startles him a little bit, because he's, he's kind of asleep, and he, like, hits his head on the top of the air vent. <laughs> just, just bang. Bonk. Um, Go ahead and take one point of damage from that, oh, I think. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Wait, so did I, uh, did I heal from my previous encounter? Did you even take damage from your previous encounter? I did. I I took a couple things of damage. You, I think you just got hit with like a mallet, wasn't that it? Or a, uh, a wrench. It was a wrench. A yeah, wrench. Yeah, yeah. So did, did I I'd say you healed from, from that okay, overnight. Okay. You're, so, it's like a, it's a bruise now. Okay. But you aren't like, it's a, if someone was to hit you there, uh, where did I say he hit you? Was it like on the stomach? Um, I don't know. All I know is that I uh took uh two points of damage. <laughs> I'm going to say he hit you on the stomach, and if that's wrong, we'll get. I'm sure we'll get people yelling at us about it. Uh, if you get hit there again, I'll say probably double damage, or like 1.5 times damage, or whatever. Just and How about, every time you get hit there, it'll be an additional point of damage. Uh, okay. If it hits. Yeah. Does that sound fair? Okay. But you, you're at one below max health. Is that 8 for you? My max health is 8, so I'm at 7. So you're at seven, yeah. Uh, you've just bonked your head on the air vents, and actually, I'm gonna have you roll a sneak with disadvantage. Let's do that. Oh, nice. Uh, that is these two dice. I remember now. I haven't played for so long. Boom. So, uh, the double zeros. That that's it. That's it. that that is like. That depends. What what's the other number? Uh, eight. So that's an eight. Nice. Can I get even lower? If they're both zero, if you roll double oh, okay. zeros and a zero, that's a hundred. Uh, twenty-eight. Um. Oh, you got a twenty-eight. Well, I, I, I'm saying like added to my my uh my sneak like score. It's oh, twenty-eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh. Um. How stealthy am I? <laughs> you're not very stealthy. When you bonk your head on the air vent. Um, it makes, like, a loud, like, dong kind of sound that you would expect from metal. It's actually more like a dong, like. Yeah. Because you, you can hear it, like, the panels of the air conditioning vent just, like, shaking, absolutely. And the vent, like, goes straight across, um, straight over, like, it's a straight line over all the rooms. Uh, and you're, like, above, uh, I don't know if I described the quarters of the Smiths, but it's, like, there's a main room. And then there's a side room where Ant sleeps, and there's another side room where the Smiths sleep. And there's a vent over each three, and it's like a straight line. So two vents down uh, would be over... Or Actually, no, I think you would be... You would have climbed up the middle vent. So one vent down is where the Smiths are sleeping, and you kind of hear them stirring. Well, I mean, they would have been woken up by the intercom, so you hear them say... You heard Justin say, nope, not Justin. That's Mandy's dad. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Did I give did I give the Smiths a name I didn't? I thought you did. I might have and not written it down, or else I'm, I don't have it here. But you hear Mr. Smith say, did you hear that? 
Yeah, it's probably nothing. It's probably ant. You know, it's just the air vents, you know? You know. Hmm. I just realized I'm under withdrawal. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would be. You are under withdrawal. <laughs> um, ant. During the last episode, during the fight, you got a black eye. Um, I kind of completely spaced it on that in the moment. Uh, you know, it was just kind of flavor text, but, uh, listen, you know, I, I went back and edited. Uh, I remembered that. So I'm going to go ahead and say that you are going to have a temporary negative bonus, not a bonus. What's the opposite of a bonus? Negative debuff. A debuff to your perception. Boy. I'll I'll just say a debuff to your perception save because I don't want to make you go and redo all your all your stats. Um, but let's say your perception save is what's your perception save now? Eleven. So I'm gonna say your perception save is now seven. How's that sound? All right. Okay. Uh, and until it heals, it'll your black eye will be uh just of making you have lower perception. <laughs> That's gonna be real fun, Ant. You've just heard the intercom go off. You said, what the fuck? Yep. What's your initial reaction to this? What do you do? God, I don't know. Because remember, you kind of crashed on the couch. I did. Uh, you, you you didn't end up going back into your room. I did not. I don't know. Just wait for the Smiths to come out. I, I'm worried. <laughs> this, like, Aunt doesn't, she doesn't know what to think. This is something just weird. I think you would hear Papa Scuff. Oh yeah, hitting his the head. Thunk. The just really quickly uh, tell him to uh, shut the fuck up. Don't don't do that again. You big dumbass. Have you been in air vents, dickweed? <laughs> shut, shut up. Uh, roll a sneak with disadvantage. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see that's thirty nine and uh fifty nine. 39, then. Let's see what they get. No, 59. 59, because, uh... Plus, plus my they sneak. They got a 70. Ah, okay. Oh, plus your sneak? Yeah, plus... No, no I, I'm saying it, it's 15... It, it is 59. It is 59, like, altogether added everything. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, Papa Scuff, you hear Mr. Smith say, Was that that Scuff kid? Kid. Is he in the vents? And he, like... You can hear him, like, climbing out of bed... Uh, and walking toward the door between rooms. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna scuttle away deeper into the vent system. <laughs> At least Ant's currently in the living room to distract from this. Oh, I think that's probably the threat here. Ah, is you have because I don't think they knew until now that you had broken out. Ant is a force that cannot be contained. I think I would say you're sleeping on the couch, right? Yeah. Or I'm still on the couch. I would say the couch, the back is facing, like, the little pathway between the two bedrooms. Because the bedrooms are, like, in the back. Um, I'd say the couch is kind of f- facing so that the back would be covering you. When they open the door and step out into the living room. Mr. Smith does. I think Mrs. Smith stays in the bedroom. And Mr. Smith says, who's there? Hey. Oh, you're just going to out yourself. Yeah, straight. <laughs> Samantha, and he looks down at you and frowns. What? How How did you get out? What are you doing out? 
it's a long story. It's, uh, it's definitely a long story. But I think the yeah. announcement is a lot more important right now. Roll speech. Yeah. I thought you were going to say roll credits. <laughs> roll credits. Uh, roll speech. 111, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got 14. <laughs> Ants cannot be stopped. Which is, I think, interesting. <sighs> okay, I'm too tired to deal with this shit right now. <sighs> I guess we should get packing, huh? Of course. And is definitely trying to cover up the whole currently as a black eye thing and all that jazz. Are you like, so are you like kind of like facing him sideways? Yeah, like, or like having my hair be an emo haircut for a second there. Didn't you cut your hair? Oh yeah, she did. So purposely like move uh, her hair to cover her face. Do you, would you, would you, like how short did you end up cutting it? Or did you, did you even cut all of it? She did not cut all of it. I have a picture of a. The picture I normally use for Aunt her hair when cut is currently like practically a short short bobbish look. I'm trying to find a good picture of her. She her hair was longer than what I normally draw her with, is what I'm saying. It was longer, and then I made her cut her hair to the current length that I normally tend to draw her with. Which will not be very good for a uh odd audio audio medium such as uh such as a podcast, but we can post it on Twitter or something. Yeah, or you can post it on Twitter and I'll retweet it or whatever. But yeah, post it on the twitter.com as soon as I fucking find it. Ah, oh here it is. Her hair currently is like short and scruffy, so she probably just like moves some of her hair a bit over her eye. Like, hey, I think you could pull it off yeah. barely, but it would take a roll. What roll? Ooh, would it what take? roll? Sneak. So I believe my sneak is a thirty-four modifier. Let's see what I roll. Ooh, 74 plus 34, that's 108. Beat that. Right. He got an 85. So he actually doesn't see it. He's too tired, I guess. He's kind of droopy-eyed. He doesn't really notice that you have a black eye. Doesn't notice the emo hair. He doesn't notice what you've done to your hair. He probably just assumes it's like bedhead or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the sneaking is not going to last long because her hair is not going to stay like this. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Just get back in your room. And pack up. Okay. And it's gonna go back to her room like, fuck yeah, I didn't get in trouble. Yeah, he walks back into his bedroom and they start packing up clothes and shit. All clothes. Yes, that they have clothes. Clothing. Yeah. Wow, Papa Scarf, what are you gonna pack? <laughs> That's true, yeah. Papa Scarf, what uh, are you gonna end up doing? So we have, uh in the previous episode discussed that my room contains nothing except for a bed and I basically have everything that I have on me at all times at all times so I think we said you had like some a couple things in your room I like the I don't know didn't we like I think I think we said like a dresser and like it's basically just a crack (laughs) den yeah oh my god yeah I like how we're having population problems and I have my own room no, it's f- it's food problems. Food problems. With... It's it's the food supply that's short. It's not the it's not the space. Oh, I thought you said we were over. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I see, I see. Well, cannibalism helps, but you know. No. <laughs> that like that just didn't end up happening. I don't know why. 
it should have happened. It would have been fun. Oh, well. So, but are, are you going to just, like, hang out in the vents, or are you going to, like... Uh, I'm going to, like, kind of make my way from the vents to the... F- to the what, what, she said we're meeting out in the front of the uh, vault? I think the vault entrance. Um, well, no, I don't think she said that yet. I think she said more information will come at nine. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I'm just going to kind of scuttle around towards the front or toward you know towards the entrance ish area just out of my own free will without the thought of a uh extra dimensional being speaking into my ear telling me that we are eventually did you say an extra dimensional being (laughs) (laughs) dad hey what's up pops uh what a night huh well, I do reckon that it was indeed a night, Pa. What is going on? What do you mean? You you just hear Papa Scuff talking. I'm interacting with my father, uh, duh. You don't hear me. Well, Dad, why? what are you doing here? You didn't end up killing the guy. Uh, well, I mean, if you say so. I'm disappointed in you. I mean, I can, uh... I, I, I could I could change that, you know, just, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I bet he's going to be real mad at you, too, huh? Well, who? The guy you stabbed. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Have you ever been stabbed, Dad? Because I reckon that it ain't good. But, you know. Not yet. I assume no. you have, you know, you know a lot of stuff. You know, you're my dad. You, 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 you know. That's right. I'm your dad. Oh my You're my God. dad. <laughs> I'm your dad. He's your uh, dad. Hey, so, uh, Paul, I reckon, have you ever heard of the hit new holotape, Cole of Duty? No, <laughs> don't bring that here, please. <laughs> Cut that out, goddammit. Okay, for, for the listeners at home. Uh, Call of Duty Don't is a joke it. I made, like, five years ago it's on the really Loud Labs. a fucking old joke. It's a really dumb old joke. <laughs> from when uh, we were teenagers. A, from, I mean, yeah. And I made it, and it was just so funny. And then, I like, randomly last night, it popped into my head again. <laughs> and I started quoting it to every single one of these people. <laughs> and they hated it. <laughs> but eventually... They didn't hate it. Oh, no, I still hate it. I no, hated it. Everybody hates you it. You said it. It doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count I hate because it we say it so much. No, no, I, I, no, I, I think I've heard of that one. Isn't that the one where you, like, go to, to, to like, um, go to, go to, like, West Virginia and, like, mine coal? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my father played that one a lot. Graham Papa Scuff? <laughs> well, wouldn't it be great, great Grandpapa Scuff? <laughs> oh, that's right. Graham Papa Scuff died in that one mining accident. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That, but he, he just loved mining so much. After he got hurt, he couldn't do it anymore. They wouldn't let him. Well, you know, so he picked Black up a copy Rock. of Call of Duty and just went at it. So, uh, so anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, why, why are you here? You know, you said something about uh, uh murder, murder. Ah, uh, you know the such. Um. No, oh, I'm just here to express my disappointment in you. Oh well, I mean, 
Anyway, like, maybe what, you what should, like... I, I could kill someone, you know, just, just go step, step, but, you know. Mm, I think maybe we lay low on that for a little while. Well, okay. I'll that, let you know fair. when I think there's someone else you should kill. Oh, well, by all means, let me know. Uh, I'm gonna go scuttle over here, but, you know, if you stay near... Keep in mind, Aunt, that all of, all you have heard is, like, Papa Scuff saying, well, I could kill someone. <laughs> And of concern. Feel feel free to interject because he's like right over the vent still. He hasn't really. Hey, hey, hey Papa Scuff. Hey, Dad, do you hear something? <laughs> oh, Ant! <laughs> I'm gonna suddenly gonna... Ant is the pretend character. I'm gonna, gonna poke my head down to the vent. Hey, Ant! What? How are you doing? What's going on? So this is Ant. Well, yeah, this is my fr- this is my friend Ant. She's a little weird, but you know, she's my friend. Papa Scuff, you probably shouldn't be talking about murdering people. Nah, it's fine. I'm just having a conversation with my pa. It's cool. It's true. I'm right here. See? She can't hear me. So. With, you, with your what? She she doesn't know I'm here. My my dad, you know, the, the person who raises you. You know, the, the, you know our friend Mandy. You know, uh, the person who I stabbed her, her dad. Well... You know, whatever. I'll give you the talk later if you haven't heard it. No, no, uh, <laughs> Papa Scuff. I, I know, I know what a dad is. Oh well, yeah. So this is my dad. He's up here in the vents. And she knows what a daddy is too. Bum bum. <laughs> you should probably go head over with everyone else after you know, go packing, packing stuff. Uh, well. I don't really got much that I want to bring. I have all, see, look, I have this cam. It's a, I have this sweet little thing called Jet. You know, no, you just no, no, use no. it like this. Pop, pop I'm gonna, Scott, I'm gonna put it in my mouth, and I'm going Scott, to, I'm gonna pop, use pop, my Jet. Papa Scuff, if you if you stay here, <laughs> no, I'm joking, you're, I'm joking. Papa Scuff, if you stay here, you're gonna get caught. Oh well, I'll just uh, okay, I'll uh, I'll see you later. You mean if you stay, if he stays hanging his head out of the vent, he'll get caught. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he will. Wow, I never considered that. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on. Did you did you say anything about Mandy's uh dad leaving the living room where he was just talking with Mandy? Or is he still there? <laughs> well, Mandy and Mandy's dad are not here. Oh. Oh no, so not Mandy, I mean Aunt. I'm like having a, a brain aneurysm. I thought I said it. Aunt went back and I think I was going to say it. Aunt went back to his room. Nope, Ant's dad went back to his room. There we go. Got the character names right. Yeah, Ant's dad went back to his room and is currently in her room packing up her most prized possession. Oh, nice, nice. The dollhouse? Uh, you can't bring the whole dollhouse because that'd be too difficult, to, but she's definitely bringing her dollhouse. Doesn't it fold up? No, it's not. It's not a fold up. Well, since it seems like a fucking really shitty dollhouse, I'm gonna be honest. The fuck is wrong. It's up. not a fold up one, but she does. she is bringing all her dolls. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go put my head back up in here with my paw. So I'll uh, I'll catch you later, Aunt. I think maybe you should go to your you know your quarters for a little while. Just hang out, you know, let loose. Well, yeah, you you're <laughs> never wrong. You're always right. All right, Aunt. You I'll see you later. It. I'm gonna go scuttle back to my quarters. All right. And then that that happens. You I mean you know I'm gonna do a time skip. But Papa Scuff, what do you do for the next few hours? Uh, I just sit Since you're there. Not packing anything. Uh, still withdrawing from my chems. I'm just gonna sit there and stare at a wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, as as, as crackheads do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
not even high on anything. <laughs> no, just, just, just fucking <laughs> watching paint dry. Watching paint dry. <laughs> watching paint chip, more like it. Um, Ant, what do you pack? Uh, Ant is, of course, gonna try to pack all of her animal books. She's gonna try to pack all her dolls, but if they can't fit, she's gonna bring her favorite one, uh, Josephine, which is an old Barbie doll, but, like, really fucked up, and she modified it, so not only is her doll, like, covered in paint and has, like, really shitty, like, tied-together fabric clothes, but also has mecha arms that Ant made and <laughs> glued onto her doll. Is it one of Sid's toys? No. Dude. I actually have, like, a Barbie here that I'm using as a reference for Josephine, so maybe one day. Uh, a knockoff Barbie. Um, a... A Kelly. A Kelly, a Kelly. doll. <laughs> you have a Kelly doll. Yep. Uh, named Josephine. Named Josephine, who has mecha arms that Aunt made. Josephine... Joe Star. <laughs> no? Josephine Joe Shine. God. <laughs> Sounds like a car wash. Like a really bad knockoff car wash. <laughs> Joe Shine does sound like a car wash. I'll 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 be sure you know what? From, That's canon. From a from a book. That's canon now. There's a car there's a car wash chain called Joe Shine. An old car wash chain called Joe Shine. It's it's canon, I said it, you know? It's canon now. There's there's a Joe Shine in Anchorage. But anyway, you know, she's just gonna mainly try to bring as much stuff as she could, can, and like, of course her clothes and stuff, but this is a vault we're talking about. What she have? What does she have? An extra vault suit? How that? You have like a couple extra vault suits, um, a, a heavy coat. Oh yeah, definitely bring that. For, I mean, that you have never used, of course. We're gonna um, need that. But they they handed them out like a year or two ago. Oh, mainly just stuffing all our clothes into um into a backpack and then trying to shove zoo books and Josephine in there, and then if if they all fit, then trying to dr- shove every other doll in there too. I think they handed they probably would have given everybody canteens. Oh yeah, like one or two canteens. Uh, your trusty Vault seventy nine canteen. I think just one canteen. You'll fill that up probably. I don't know, do you? Well, yeah. Yeah. Gonna fill that I'm up. I'm making your character Aunt choices. Aunt is primarily focused on trying to take as much stuff as she can, because, you know, you never know if you're gonna come back here if you guys are evacuating the vault. Yeah. Um, and Papa Scuff, I feel like all of the, like, the vault distributed stuff you would probably have just, like, sitting in a pile somewhere. Yeah. You never would have put it away. I mean, unless you would have. I don't know. You can make that decision. Um... Well, if you said I had a dresser, I feel like I would at least use it, so probably I'd, I'd like to think I put it away. Like, threw it in the dresser? Mm-hmm. I just, like, forgot about it. Haphazardly. So, you might look through that and find some of the stuff, too. I'd say a couple vault suits, um, jackets and pants, mm-hmm. um, the water canteen, like I said, uh, probably a backpack. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab that stuff. Uh, other various survival supplies that I can't think of right now that you'd probably have. Um, just, yeah, just stuff like that. Uh, is there anything else you try to pack, Ant? I think just mainly the essentials and then trying to pack, like, all of her personal items and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, is there any other, like, specific items that you could think of that Ant would probably pack? You know, you said, like, the animal books, uh, some of the dolls, you know, that kind of stuff. Any other personals? Uh, not that I can think of. 
Okay. Then time passes. Uh, and you hear another announcement over the intercom around 9 a.m. And it's Overseer Flora Thomas saying, Good morning, Vault 79. Throughout the rest of this morning, Vault Security will be going, quarters by quarters, letting people out of the vault. They'll be leading you all to the entrance, and we'll all be meeting on the surface. Very exciting. Make sure you all stay put in your quarters, pack possessions, pack light, because we don't know what we're going to have up above, but make sure you bring all the essentials, and just, you know, stay put until Vault Security comes and gets you. And the intercom goes dead again. Oh boy, yeah, Aunt is definitely gonna huddle by by her family, by the Smiths, because once again, this is completely new to Aunt. Aunt is used to just eating gray mush all day and dreaming of going outside the vault, and now today everyone is forced to leave outside the vault. This is mm-hmm. not good, like, she is not, she's very stressed out and afraid about this, because, like, what is going on? It's like the first time landing on the moon if the entire population of Earth was going to the moon with them. Like, you wish you could go on the moon yourself, but then suddenly you're told you're going on the moon, and you're like, wait, no, I am not emotionally Why wait? prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I am not emotionally prepared for this. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a surprise, I think, for everybody uh, to be going, to be leaving the vault so soon, because I think everybody was expecting a few more years. Uh, was it, was this because of me? Or is this just, like, unrelated event? You don't know. Oh, nice. Out of character? Yes. Oh, nice. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I... Out of character, yes, it is because of what you did, but <laughs> narratively, you don't know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It no, might, that... there, narratively, there, that might be the reason, or it might be a different reason. Okay, no, that, that's what I thought. I, I, I was just wanting to... okay, okay. But I, Boom. as the overseer, out of character, decided to have this happen because of what you did. Nice. Impacting story with my reckless actions. Thanks. Don't worry, I didn't have any, this is better than whatever I had. I don't even remember what I had before. Um, yeah, what were you saying, Ant? Uh, yeah, and she's gonna stick by her family, she's gonna... She's gonna still try her best to keep up her, like, bedhead facade, so her black eye will not be seen. Uh, uh. Yeah, I think I think you and the Smiths are, like, preparing their... Did I say the Smiths had a kid? Yes, they I forget. had a son. Fuck knows where he went. <laughs> Is he older or younger than Anne? He, I don't know. He, you know what? Maybe he's... I think maybe he's an adult and he has, like, his own quarters with a wife and kids of his own. Okay. Oh, big brother. Big brother is watching. Not even really, but um, I think you and the Smiths are kind of collectively bringing your luggage with you. You have like, I mean, each of you has like a bag and like a suitcase, a small suitcase. Yeah. So it's not much. Uh, so you guys are kind of like gearing up to go by the door. I want you to roll another sneak okay. to see if you can hide the black eye. All right, let me grab my percentile dice because I put them away like a fool in my bag. Yeah, good luck, by the way. Ooh. So that is like 66. Is that with the modifier? Yes, with the modifier. I think Mrs. Smith, uh, they got a 96. Mrs. Smith sees your black eye uh, and she looks at, she, she taps Mr. Smith's shoulder and, like, points at it. Mr. Smith looks at your black eye and frowns and says, Samantha Brown, how did you get a black eye? I tripped and fell down the stairs. 
the stairs. <laughs> yeah. You 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 fell down the stairs. Yeah. Is what your that's your story. Yes. Of course. Of course. And where were you going that had you on the stairs? Down. <laughs> to. Down. <laughs> to, to the lower floor. The paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, oh! Won't you take me down? Well, I, I was, I was going to the, the floor below. What attractions on the floor below had you going there? The floor itself. <laughs> <laughs> my bed was hot so I wanted to sleep on the cold floor I don't know <laughs> yeah speech. I don't know legit like aunt doesn't know I don't know real speech <laughs> I, should I have disadvantage for answering with just mm? <laughs> uh yeah, I feel like you would have disadvantage. Okay, well, so it's 104 normally, but... Oh, so like 61. 80. Yeah. I think you do know, and you're just not telling me. And Mrs. Smith, like, nods. Will you promise not to get mad? I can't promise anything until I know what you did. Well, will you promise not to get mad if I tell you what I did? No. <laughs> I can... I'll tell you this. I will react appropriately, depending on what you tell me. So the overseer's kid punched me in the face. And, and why did he do that? Because he's an asshole. And... <laughs> okay, I mean, we know that, but... <laughs> Why were you getting punched in the face by the overseer's kid instead of, I don't know, sleeping? So I may have punched the overseer's kid. Because? Because he was trying to bully a kid who did not deserve it, mind you. What was the kid's name again, uh, Max? Eugene. Eugene did not do anything wrong, and he was going to get bullied. And the overseer's kid had a skeletal enhancer by, mind you. <laughs> so, like, straight up, he's about to murder Eugene. And you know what? I'm I'm not going to stand for that. So I punched him. And he kicked my ass with a skeletal enhancer. But it's, so, all, it's all cool. He got caught by the guards. <laughs> the vault. Does that have to do with you stealing a capacitor? Yeah. It does. How'd you know that he's still specifically a capacitor? I'll try that again. <laughs> he doesn't. He wouldn't know that. Yeah. I know that. I'll, tr I'll, I'll do a different... I'll try that again. Mm -hmm. Did that have to do with you sneaking around in the maintenance wing? Yep. It did. He looks over at Mrs. Smith, and he sighs, and he's like, ah, Well, this sounds like one of those wrong thing, right reasons kind of things. Have I ever done anything wrong for the wrong reason? The answer is yes, by the way. Aunt has for the sure. The answer done. is yes, but go put some ice on your eye. Okay. She quickly just tries to just go get the ice on her eye and just avoid yep. getting in trouble. 
You're gonna have plenty of ice to put on your eye soon enough. Just dunk my face in the snow. Boom. Yep. Okay. So that's a scene. Uh, eventually, I think Papa Scuff, you, the the vault security sh- shows up at your room just to check. You know. Still there. Just to see. Uh, they kind of. Yeah, I'm still here. They knock and then they enter and they come check on you. And they said, so you turned up. Well, of course. I live here. Okay. Well, lucky break for you. Come with us. Oh, okay. I uh, go with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they lead you, surprisingly not, to the entrance of the vault. Ooh, Papa Scott's about to get they... fucking executed. <laughs> no. He's about to get guillotined. They bring you to the overseer's office, actually. And you, you see the room, it's like there's a desk, there's a wooden desk, uh, there's like a computer, there's a couple monitors, excuse me, there's a bunch of bookshelves on the walls and stuff like that. A couple empty packs of cigarettes, and there's one that has like five left. It's just like sitting on the desk, and there's like an ashtray. I'm going to grab those cigarettes. Well, but the overseer's there. <laughs> yeah, I, Sitting uh, at the desk. I didn't ask. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hold on. You see, hold on. Before before you do that, you see Overseer Thomas, she, uh, you, your character would know this, but you wouldn't, uh, so I'm going to describe her. Uh, she definitely looks like a smoker, for sure. Oh, does, does like, tell she, me she has, like, one of those, like, really, like, stereotypical smoker-like voices? She kind of does, yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, her skin looks wrinkled. She looks like she's maybe, like, 40 or 50, but she's got, like, long kind of graying hair in that, like, kind of smoker kind of way. Mm-hmm. It looks like smoke, you know? And she has, like, a stern look on her face. She's, like, sick of it, you know? So you're going to try to steal some cigs. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk over and be like, Well, howdy, miss, uh, overseer. Uh, I, I, I tip my invisible... Overseer Thomas. T- I, I tip my invisible hat to you, good, good, uh... But Thomas... Matamis. <laughs> uh, anyway, I waltz over and try and grab the cigarettes. What are you doing? And she kind of slaps your hand away. No, no, no. No, here. I, I'm no, gonna, no. Those are mine. I'm gonna grab my uh, one of my. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kill the overseer. <laughs> is is that is that Jerome talking or Tyrone? That no, turn? that's not. That's okay. not Tyrone talking. That was a joke. Because you said that, I think, in episode four. I'm going to cut back to you, Ant. It's been a little bit since you've been icing your eye. Uh, and Vault Security comes and knocks on the door to collect you and the Smiths. I've come to collect. And there's actually three of them, right? You know, two of them, they take the Smiths, uh, you know, they guide the Smiths. They don't take them or anything. They're just like, come with us, and, you know, they go along willingly. And then one of them actually talks to you separately after the two have gone. He says... You're actually not going to the entrance right away. I'm not being separated from my family, am I? Oh, don't, don't, don't worry. You'll, okay, you'll be back with them. But okay, for a second there, I was about to make Aunt like guilt trip <laughs> if, if that was gonna but happen. But we're gonna take you to the overseer's office just for a little bit because she wants to speak to you. I'm going to take you to the overseer's office because there is one of me, and she wants to speak to you. Okay. I'm really bad at remembering things. <laughs> they, 
I'd say he he leads you to the overseer's office. Um, and when you get there, you see Papa Scuff, Mandy, and Howard Todd are all there. Ooh. Oh, you didn't tell me Howard Todd was here. They showed up between scenes. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna just like look, take a glance at them, and then look at the overseer and say, "Oh, we're in trouble, aren't we?" And she she smirks and kind of starts chuckling, and she says, "Normally you would be." Wait, since 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 Mandy's here, you said Mandy is here, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Mandy, and be like, "Hey, uh, Mandy, old pal, how's the pie? Is he doing okay?" She doesn't want to talk. She doesn't <laughs> say anything. She like looks over you, her arms crossed, and she looks back at the overseer. Jeez, all right. Looks like somebody woke up on the wrong part of the stable. Overseer says, (laughs) Normally you would be in trouble for what you lot pulled last night. And Howard's like, Now hold on, I was no part of that, thank you very much. And she's like, No, no, you let these two out. Well, you let Ant out anyway. Normally you would all be in trouble. But it's your lucky break. Because I have a job for you. Well, I do like jobs. They said Alaska was so cold. They said to live there you gotta be oh so bold. They never knew just what we had till it was gone. Alaska, where'd you go? Alaska, where'd you go? Alaska, where'd you go? Why'd you go away? Alaska, where'd you go? Alaska, where did you go? Alaska, where'd you go? Why'd you go away? Yeah. They said Alaska must be cold. They said to live there you must be oh so bold. They never knew just what we had till it was gone, gone. Hello everybody, this is your overseer Max here. Uh, As always, I wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of Fallout Survivors of the North. Did I sound cool there? I know I sounded cool there. I know I think I sounded cool there. I probably sound like a total dork. Uh, this is actually the first episode of our second arc, which is unbelievable to me. Uh, our second arc being Beat Em to Dead Horse. Now, I know last week in Surviving the Podcast, you may have skipped it, that's alright. Last week I said it was going to be called Beating to Dead Horse. I decided that sounded kind of weird, kind of awkward. Beating to Dead Horse, you know? Beat Em to Dead Horse definitely, I think, has a bit more punch to it. So that's why I decided to change it. Uh, I'm sorry this episode's a little bit short. Well... Not terribly short, but shorter than the others, you know? Usually we try to get about an hour. This one came out at about 50, 55 minutes, I think. So, I would like to apologize for that, you know? We recorded a little over an hour uh, of audio, but it just kind of got cut down. Uh, eh, things will be things will be longer. That's okay. Uh, Lefty's going to have a lot more going on this arc, and in fact, uh, everything is going to sort of pick up this arc. Uh, people are going to be leaving the vault. They're going to be getting their equipment. Uh, they're going to be getting into more of a long-term plot for the rest of the series. 
now keep in mind the entire series probably isn't going to be focused on this one long-term plot but when that long-term plot does end that's when the series will end if that makes sense we're gonna have i'm basically planning on structuring it like any fallout game right each arc is like a quest and most of those quests will have to do with the main plot some of them will be kind of side questy but have little revelations uh don't worry too much about it we'll try to figure things out as we go i'm very excited to see where things are going uh we're gonna be leaving the vault soon if that wasn't obvious uh and you know the players are going to have a bit more free reign soon uh hopefully we're gonna get the party together by the end of this arc uh more long-term plot stuff like i said i'm just very very excited <laughs> to share what i've got in store uh, not only with uh you the audience but with my players because they're gonna be excited to see some of it i think uh you can as the audience support this podcast by following us at fallout sotn on twitter uh you can also tweet at us again at fallout sotn or you can use the hashtag fallout sotn or hashtag survivors of the north to tweet about us if you do we very well might message you and ask you to name a character or a location in the show uh originally i said i was going to name a character after you but I understand some people might not want that. They might want to have a little more choice over how they influence it. So, you know, you might be able to name something John's Eatery, John's Diner, something like that. Everyone's named John now. Um, So, yeah, if you do tweet about us, we may go ahead and message you and say, hey, you've been selected. You get to name something. I would also like to encourage you to review us on iTunes as well. At the time of recording this, which is November 7th, like, three weeks ahead of the release of this episode we're doing pretty good at keeping ahead uh we have six five-star ratings and three five-star reviews of those six ratings on itunes and i think one or two on stitcher as well i believe i haven't checked in a while i think it's just still mine that's the five-star one. Oh well please do review us on itunes it helps us a lot uh to expand the podcast audience and just keeps motivating us especially if you give us a quick word uh, like some of the people down there have uh it's very motivating you know means a lot i would like to give a shout out to r slash vnv that's again that's r slash vnv which is the subreddit for the game which we're playing vaults and vertebrates Uh, the people over there have spent no doubt countless hours making this system that we're playing and you know it's entirely free it's out of the love of their hearts so please go give them some love give them some credit for all this hard work that they put into the system uh i know we're not pro- we're probably not really doing it justice uh with the way i run games sorry but please do give them lots of attention they deserve all of it um they've been very supportive the community has uh and they've just been very cool you know, answering questions for people. Not necessarily for me. I haven't really asked a lot of questions. But, you know, I've been hanging out in their Discord. They've been answering questions for lots of new players. So please go check them out if you're interested in playing the game. Or even if you just want to say, hey, uh, thanks for being cool and making this thing for free. Again, we really appreciate all the support we get, uh, not only on iTunes, but on Twitter. Like, lots of people have been shouting us out and giving us... uh, you know, lots of attention that we definitely aren't used to getting. Uh, it's really crazy seeing how many people are actually getting into the podcast and giving us listens. Like, it's crazy to see something that I've created grow <laughs> over the course of it rather than shrink. 
after launch, so it's really cool. Uh, the next episode will be up on December 13th. Uh, this one is on November 29th. You already know that. Uh, the next one will be December 13th, and the one after that will probably be on December 27th. There's a possibility we might decide to release one on Christmas, too. Just, you know, depending on how ahead of schedule we are by the time we get there. But if you want to know about that, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. We'll tell you then. It's definitely a lot easier to give updates on Twitter than it is on these little backlogs. Backlogs? No. Outros. In episodes, which I usually record weeks ahead of, you know. So, yeah, please go follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening. 